Blog Talk Radio. Psychic Radio Show with Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I am I, the producer, and I'm back in California today. Yay! Yay! I'm back. It's so nice. I just got back last night, actually. Oh, you did last night? Yeah. So you're happy for the sunshine? Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful. I went on a hike this morning. Oh, you did? Yeah, in Herman, which is right near my house. And it was beautiful, and I'm so happy to be back. I had a vegetarian burrito last night, <laughs> and I had a soy latte this morning. And oh, yum. I just feel so fortunate and lucky, and it's all great So and wonderful. So how were the dogs when you got home? Were they excited? And, and Rosa, the kitty? Yes. Um, Ripley seemed to be excited. John says he notices that she's much happier when I'm around. And Rosa and I, we just cuddled all night last night and watched our TV show. Oh. And um, the house was messy and Ripley was right. (laughs) He didn't clean for you? That should well, be a, that should be a spousal <laughs> rule. You must clean before the next before one comes home. Um, <laughs> I think he did. I think he did clean in his <laughs> own way, but it was like <laughs> like not something I would normally do. Like he apparently like washed inside the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> like there was stuff in there that had that like fallen down. And he cleaned it all out and, like, really scrubbed it clean inside. I know. But then, so like, all... the house is a mess. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So for all of you, but, uh, I has been in Japan, and um, her dog told on her husband <laughs> that he was being messy <laughs> last week. And she was right. So <laughs> Ripley was right, and it was messy, and I'm still cleaning, and, you know, it'll be a process of for, through the week. But I'm <laughs> glad to be back, and um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm back in my house oh, after cool. close to three months, and that's fun, and the animals are like, we have our own yard, because they've been sharing with other animals, like chickens and cat, other dogs, and so they're, they're uh, thrilled. Let's ask, can we interview... Um, Storm King, what he thinks of being back at home? Sure. Hey, Storm. Stormy King, what do you think about being back at home? I sleep better here. You do? And what else? I get to see all my old friends. That's true. We've been going. We went on a hike, well, on a walk with one of one of his poodle friends. Oh, cool. And, and what else, Stormy? What else? And the house walls look so fresh. It's true, because we painted. And, oh. and we painted, and it looks so good that I haven't hung any paintings yet, because <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like to just look at the walls. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you got it I, painted and everything I, turned I out know, okay. The other day, I was in bed with Makia, and I said, who's my cat, and I said, Makia, what do you think? And she goes, the walls are so clean. <laughs> like Even the cat notices the walls are clean. That's amazing. Oh, oh, but I have to share what I've done with Makia because, you know, every t- not every time, but very often when I talk to small animals, like small dogs and small cats, or like just cats in general, they want a bed on the bed. Like they talk about that often. Like they want their own bed on top of their human's bed. And like sometimes it just means the comforter sort of like rounded around them like a donut. Other times it means like an actual bed, dog bed or cat bed on the bed. And so <laughs> so I got moved things around in the house. Like I changed the bedroom is in a different room and and so Makia doesn't really have 
these like window perches anymore. I'll get them, but she doesn't have them now. So I said to her the other day, I go, oh, well, I know something really cool that all small animals ask for, a bed on the bed. And I'll put a bed on the bed for you. And she, like, loves it. She's, like, in her bed on the bed all the time. And then I put it next to my head, you know, like where a pillow would go at nighttime, and she sleeps in it all night long. And she's wow. Like, she wakes up, and she's like, I love this bed on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you out there with small animals, you must try this if you want to make your animals happy. That is so funny because I have um, with Aloha, my mom's dog, she's a little poodle, and we had I we would do the bed on the bed, and for oh, her, she, yeah, she <laughs> wouldn't be in her bed. She wanted to come out, but I think it's because we were forcing her to be in the bed on the bed. Oh, because you were like, you need to stay because of your hair or something, or because you're dirty, you need to stay in your bed. We were like, no, like, that's your bed. This is our bed. We were just trying to train her, her boundaries. And so we were like, that's that's your bed. And so, you know, whenever, so she would always, like, that's her space, you know? Like, kind of like like a crate, but, like, a bed. Yeah, right. Oh, she didn't like it. She eventually, like, jumps out and sleeps in the bed with the human. But she still likes her bed whenever we take it other places. She goes in the bed. But she won't go on the bed on the bed. Yeah. Oh, well, I have to talk to her about that right now, if you don't mind. Okay. Because I want to ask her why she doesn't like her bed on the bed. Okay. okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'm so happy my mom is home. But you're you're not you're not with Aloha yet, right? No, I'm going to get her this week. But I know she's there, she said. Why don't you like the bed on the bed? I'm asking her. Because I'm worried they're going to kick me off on it and I'm going to go flying. (laughs) I'd rather be up higher. Where do you put the bed on the bed? At the foot of the bed or? No, like right next to the, right next to you. Like right next, in the space next to me. Oh. Or my mom, it's my mom. My mom would put it right next to her. I don't like it because I like to cuddle close to my mom. Yeah. I well, figured. Is very interesting. I mean, Makia's bed on the bed is like, the the lip of the bed is really, really small. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like only like a few inches. So it's not like really deep. Yeah. Yeah. Was Aloha's deep? She has a, like, it's deep around, but then it has that little, like, U space, you know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> a little right, opening. Right, right. I like to be cuddly, she said. She does like to be cuddly. All right. Well. Yeah. But I think you're right about the bed on the bed because Rosa <laughs> likes that little bed on top of, like, another pillow. Oh. So I might try putting the bed on the bed. I'm going to try this thing for all you out there. (laughs) I'm just really impressed when you have a, like, 15-year-old cat. It was like, you know, if you can make them happy somehow, it's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and so then the other thing is, is, like, she gets fed separately than, um, than Serafina. They like their own, you know, eating spaces. And so, uh, and she's diabetic, so she needs like food around all the time and so I didn't have a table set up for her so I have this makeup table that my grandmother when my grandmother passed away I got and I shipped it out from New York and it's like closed up and I was like okay just until I figure this out I'm going to put the food and water on my grandma's makeup table until you know I figure out where else I'm going to put it so I said Makia Makia this is temporary you know but Mm -hmm. this is where you can eat for now and she was like okay great and for like a couple of days she was like jumping up on it and she like loved it and then she stopped using it and she like stopped eating she like stopped everything on it I was like why aren't you using it like you're not eating your food at all from there and she goes every time I get up there your grandma tells me to get off she says I don't want cats on my makeup table 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Did you talk to your grandma? No, that was this morning. She said that. Oh I was like, God. "Oh, sorry, grandma." <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that this is like, this is Laura's world. Like, you're able to like just have these conversations with your cat and your dead grandmother and the makeup table. It's just, it's so awesome. I know, it is awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. Um, should we take some phone calls? Sure. Okay. So for our callers, uh, you can call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Uh, we usually try to only get to one question because we have so many callers. And um, what you want to do is tell us what kind of animal we're talking to, whether it's dead or alive, and um, their name and what the animal looks like. And you can just go right into that. So here we go. Hi there. What's your pet? Hello. Hi. hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, I <laughs> actually I'm calling for Devorah Adler. My name's Tora. I'm a, her daughter. Oh, okay. And, and this question is about Lily. She's listening to the show right now, which is cool. Lily um, is or Devorah is. <laughs> li- Lily and Devorah, apparently. Oh, okay. Hi, you guys. <laughs> so, um. We're wondering how Lily is doing, and um, her paws—the hair on her paws—are kind of falling off. Oh no! Which which off. which paws? Her back ones. Her back ones, yeah. really? Yeah. Is she is she licking them? Yeah. I well, she came home from the groomer once, and I think they accidentally shaved that part or something. I don't know what happened. Maybe she got cut, oh. and then now it's kind of falling off and we're not sure if it's related to food of course because oh so do you remember how long after the groomer that it started to happen no uh well she started licking it instantly pretty much oh because maybe what they did was trim it to did they trim it really really close to the paw yeah but now it's just like not gross i don't know oh okay because sometimes when they trim it they can get like a razor burn yeah maybe Okay, I'll ask her that one. So for our listeners, tell everyone what Lily looks like. Lily is a white Bichon, and she's, I think, 13 years old now? 13 years old, and tell them about Lily Lockett so I get Lily. Um, uh, well, actually, uh, um, my mom and I started Lily Lockett's, and Lily Lockett's is you have a little picture of um, your your family, and it's a locket, and you put it on the dog's uh, collar. So the dog has a a locket full of uh, family pictures. So cool. Do you have a website for that? Um, it's actually lilylockets.com, but you can. You know what? We're not really using it. Well, actually, oh, jeez. All right. That's too bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can go to devorahg.com. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Put me on the spot here. I don't I don't. Yeah, really I know. I just thought that so. was really cool. So it Okay, let cool. me get Lily. Lilylockets.com. I don't feel very good, she says. Aww. Sometimes I feel itchy in between my toes. I feel itchy in the roof of my mouth. I feel like my head is heavy, heavy for my eyes not being able to see as well. Can she not see as well, do you notice? Yeah, she has cataracts. I say, groomer, 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 my paws hurt. She goes to Tina, though, at Aloha Dog Grooming, doesn't she? I have no idea. Well, Tina's the best dog train, dog groomer in the world. So. <clears throat> Mom, I get dizzy after I eat. Oh, no. We're just feeding her turkey and vegetables. I mean. And I feel itchy in my mouth. She, maybe she's allergic to something. Everything? I think she's well, everything. Is it hormone free turkey? Like maybe she's like super sensitive in organic vegetables. Maybe she's really sensitive to whatever they're. I, well, what does she I can want? Cal Devore yeah. now is like rolling her eyes or something. <laughs> so. I know. She's probably flipping out. What now? What does this dog want? <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I need something else to eat because I get itchy throat. Ask, does she know what works for her? 
the stuff that you buy at Rainbow Bridge? Do you know what that is? Does Devorah buy her chicken sometimes there? Maybe. No. Well, I don't. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. Little pieces of things that she feeds me. Mm. Tell her too that my eyes hurt. God, I don't know what you can do for her. I know. I mean, the only the thing that really bothers me is the itchy throat. Ugh. And the roof of her mouth. Yeah, that's irritating. To have. She says she needs something parade. I wonder if her teeth are okay. They're sore. I like parade things. Like canned food or something, but that wouldn't be good for her. I mean, like, oh, maybe like uh, there's this green goop that's like vegetables. Or it's oh, like, okay. as parade, it's like almost soup. Oh, maybe that's what she's talking about then. Just yeah. tell my mom I'd eat a different food. Well, maybe change her food and then give us a call back and see. Yeah. Can you tell her that I love her very much and I miss her? Okay. That's it. <laughs> I love you too, she says. Oh. What are you doing, she says. Working. <laughs> I love you too, she says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> okay, thank we'll you. change the food and then call us back. All right, thank you. Okay, good to talk to okay. you. Bye. Thanks. Aw, poor Lily. Sounds like, definitely sounds like an allergy of some sort or something, like a reaction to something she might be eating. It does. Itchy, itchy roof of mouth and itchy throat. Yeah. Poor little thing. She's been so sensitive. Aww. Um, is are they a client of yours? You, you uh, yeah, I've known know them for a really, really long time. Oh, and Devor, cool. I hope you don't mind if I tell the story, but I'm gonna tell it anyway, but I hope you don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> Devorah brought, brought Lily in to see me at one of these like 15 minute readings at a pet store, and and she was like didn't know she wanted to keep Lily, and she but she had named this company Lily Lockets, <laughs> like, but she wasn't sure she wanted to keep her, and Lily is like, hey, you're keeping me, like what are you talking about? You love me. <laughs> And she does, of course, and she kept her, and that's been years. <laughs> but they were so cute together. <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, so cute. We got uh, the, our next caller is Terry from Milwaukee. Hey, Terry, what animal do you have? I have a 13-year-old um, female Malinois. I've had her since she's seven months. And I got her as a rescue. She was fostered when I lived in California, and now I'm in Wisconsin. Oh. And she's going through this time of just behaving. She doesn't want to listen when I'm calling her to come. And she's kind of lost the spring in her step. She'll come, but it's sort of mopey, and she just seems down in the dumps. Oh. And we've done this a few times before, and then I've waited, and I've taken her to the vet, and... Everything checks out, and she comes home, and she's happy. Like, I know sooner get her in the car, and she's happy. And then she so, starts coming when she's called again and everything? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, say that again? And then after you take her to the vet, then she starts coming when she's called? Yeah, then the, um, I don't know, it just seems like she's down in the dumps, and that, that whole cloud seems to lift after her, the vet spend $100 on blood tests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, And they right. tell me she's perfectly fine. So we're okay. doing that again, but she does have a fatty tumor on the side of her, um, and I've avoided, I've been avoiding surgery, watching to see if it ever bothers her, and now I'm thinking, okay, is this bothering her? So I did call to make the appointment for surgery, and then I got this notice of being able to call in, and I thought, well, this would be wonderful to ask her. Yes, yeah, so tell me this bothering where, her, or what's Yeah, where exactly her? is the tumor, and how big is it? It's on her left side, and I would say it's about... Um, I have had it biopsied, needle biopsied, and it is a fatty tumor, mm-hmm. what they've told me. And it's probably the size of a small, like a half of a tennis ball. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's like on a rib cage? Yeah. Okay. 
And what's her name? Bindi. Cindy, did you say? B-I-N-D-I, Bindi. Oh, Bindi. Okay. Hold on, let me get Bindi. She said she feels really lethargic and stiff in her spine. It's like when I move my legs, they don't move fluid anymore. I can't bend my neck like I used to. Sometimes I don't come when I call because I don't really hear hear her. Sometimes it's muffled. And sometimes I feel like I need to sniff a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the main thing is that my spine is stiff. Okay. And I think maybe those needle things would help me. Do you know those needle things? I don't think I've had acupuncture with her, but I have I mean, had her um, with massage. Oh, wait, she's saying something else then. She said that she heard that it's really helpful because it makes the energy in your body more athletic. Does she know somebody who has acupuncture? It's possible. I'd have to put some thought to it. Yeah. So, like, whenever they say something like that and they have never had it before, either they have actually heard someone, like, they're someone in the family has getting it, either human or animal, or, like, another dog at day, doggy daycare or the dog park or something is getting it and they talk to one another, mm-hmm. or um, or if somebody has thought about it and was just talking about it in front of her, or if you were on the phone, or even if you were thinking about it. She says she knows. Possible. She says she knows somebody. Sometimes my hearing is really clogged, and other times I hear. So she's saying her hearing is coming and going. Is this tumor bothering her? With a cyst, whatever. It only bothers me when you poke it and move it around. doesn't really hurt when I lie on it. That's I don't I need last it. Last night I moved it around and, and she reacted to it bothering her. Oh. It might just be getting a little bit bruised because of the biopsy and then moving it around. and I'm fine without getting it off. Okay. I wonder, though, because she says she's getting so stiff, like, and she said she can't move her neck as much. So I wonder if getting her a chiropractic adjustment and then doing acupuncture might be helpful to her. Yeah. And that, like, sometimes even with the ears, like, sometimes if they're out, like, in the atlas or something, then their hearing can come and go. And oh, so sometimes just, getting them a, sometimes just getting them adjusted makes that hearing better. But I yeah, see where why she's not eating breakfast? It's hard to eat breakfast. I'm just not hungry. It's hard to bend my head down. Does she, do you have her food raised at all? No, but I will now. Does she lie down when she eats? No, she stands. Oh, yeah, maybe raise it and raise her water, too. It's hard to bend down. But there's something about her not feeling hungry either. I wonder if I'd get her adjusted and see if she's out. It happens from time to time where she'll she'll eat ravenously, and then other times she just like come and go with it. Yeah, that's sort of the breed a little bit too, aren't they? A little bit like German Shepherds that way. They can be kind of finicky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And is yeah? Did she break her paw last winter, and, and has she slipped on ice? Is that um, maybe? Okay. So the last question: Did she break her paw? Did you say? I don't yes. know if she's going to know if she broke it, but she, she'd know, like, the pain, you know? That was last year. But she favors which, it from time to time. Which paw is it? I believe it's right, or I'm sorry, left front. Oh. She said that also the shoulder crease bothers her there. Mm. 
Maybe she threw herself out then. Could be on ice. Yeah. Yeah, well, get her, maybe get her adjusted in an acupuncture session and call us back and we can ask her how she's been doing. I will do that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks, thank you. Carrie. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You. I know that's something you always bring up is um, chiropractor and I acupuncture. I, always, I know it's like one I one always do. I feel like they're going to be saying, like, oh, she tells everyone to get a chiropractic adjustment. <laughs> but it's true. I think everyone should have it. But, yeah, like you said, it's true. And, um, I, you know, I guess most animals, I mean, if they don't, if you're not in tune with your animal or if you're not able to hear them or, you know, they're not able to tell you that, you know, it's like if you're able to talk to you, like they can tell you and then the animal could tell me, like, I need, you know, an adjustment. And right. sometimes, they, you know, they might send us that um, image or whatever. But um, I think for most people, like, they don't realize that animals also need adjustments and things like that. I mean, if you're able to afford to do something like that. It's true. And and, it's not that expensive. I mean, some of them, it's like $35. or, but Right. Yeah, I mean, all the animals, like some people will say to me, like, oh, my animal, he runs fine. Like, he'll be young, like a young border collie or a young cattle dog. And, oh, he's running fine. I don't see anything different with his gait or anything. But they're mm-hmm. so athletic, and, like, they can throw themselves out and then run through it. Right. So if there's any type of behavioral change, like cats that are, like, swatting and hissing and, like, peeing everywhere, I always, or, you know, one of the above, um, I always get them adjusted, too. And every cat that has been declawed needs an adjustment, in my opinion, because wow. those sweet little things do never declaw a cat. It's like, completely messes up their body. Yeah. Do they, if you declaw a cat, I've heard that the, they can grow back, too. Does that happen? Is that true? That's not true. Because oh, okay. Um, not that I know of, because when they declaw a cat, people don't really know this, but they actually amputate at the first joint. Yikes. So they're not just taking off the claw, they're actually taking off part of the paw. Wow. And it is excruciatingly painful, and very often they don't give them enough painkillers, and then then they're learning and growing, trying to walk, and it, like, twists their whole spine. And then a lot of cats that have been declawed start to have, like, a biting and swatting and problem. Mm-hmm. And attacking. Some will attack their people. I know a lot of um, declawed cats that have talked about yeah, how they've hated their people ever since then. And they just can't wait to die, live their life and die because they want to get away from their people because their people would do that to them. Like, oh, wow. So mortifying. And then some run away. I know some that have run away. and Those ones that hate their people so much are the ones that have been told, don't do yeah. it. And then they do it anyway. Right, right. I see. But wow. a lot, they want to try and outlaw it. And many vets refuse to do it. They think it's mm-hmm. inhumane. Yeah. Well, none of my cats are declawed, thank God. I know. And you know what you can do if you are like, oh, they're scratching the furniture and you don't want to put the time into, like, training them not to, um, is to, they have, like, these caps. It almost looks like nail polish. And they the caps go on the nails and they last, like, a few months and then you get them redone again. So then they, they can't claw things. Yeah, I've seen those caps. They're like little plastic things. You put them on and or you can have a vet put them on or whatever, right? Yeah. Or a groomer. Yeah. Um, I just trained my cats, and when they moved into our um, to my house because they were John's cats, um, I did just did that double sticky tape on the part that they would scratch, and then they like didn't do it at all. Right as soon as I put it on there. Oh, you did! You put double sticky tape. That's a great idea. Yeah, and then I put it on the furniture on the corner of the places where they were starting to scratch, and then I it only took like a week or two and they stopped and I took oh the tape my. off and then they never scratched there ever again. That is a great idea. I just told them don't scratch the furniture. People like to have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I tried to tell them that too, but it doesn't work. 
I don't know. I'm not communicating clearly enough or something. No, but that is a great idea. That's a great idea. I'm going to tell people that. Yeah. Um, we got um, Lava from Albuquerque. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Hi there. Hi. Um, what do I need to tell you? <laughs> tell us about your animal. Yeah, like what does your animal look like and what's your animal's name and sex and and species? Okay. Um, her name is Mia and she's um a tuxedo kitty. She's mostly black with a little bit of white on her chest and her, her paws and um she's a about a year and a half and I'm I'm Oh, I'm sorry. She went missing. She went missing um, a couple months ago. And oh no! She, she was hit by a car, is what I was told, and I guess she's gone now. So oh. I was. I'm sorry. I raised her from two days old, and I bottle fed her for seven weeks, and it was my first kitten that I've had, and and I'm always a forever home type of person, so I just didn't expect to. Gone so soon. Yeah, so how, so, okay, so there's two different things. First of all, I'm sorry that you lost your kitty. Um, and so I normally don't work with lost animals. Are you sure that she passed on? How did you hear about that? Well, I, I work with a group that helps find lost pets, and, and we followed up on a lead of a kitty that was hit on my street the same night she got out. And according oh. to the shelter, it was a black and white female, and, oh. and she was. It really seems like it's her because yeah, that's I pretty definite. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get her. And do you want to ask her, like, is she okay, and that you're sorry that that happened to her? Yes. Tell my mom that when I got hit, I chased a ball of string to heaven. And when I chased the ball of string into heaven, I ran into this grassy field of catnip. And I rolled and rolled and rolled. And then when I wanted to get back, I saw that I didn't have a body anymore. And when I saw I didn't have a body anymore, this orange cat came to comfort me. Oh, my God, that's Tater. <laughs> and then we walked into Mom's house. And we cuddled up with her. And I want to tell Mom heaven is fun. And it's not scary here at all. And when we want to be with you, we just go and sit with you. I know you get really, really sad, but know we can melt inside your heart. And that means we can fill you up with love. And I want you to know, Mom, that you're a great mommy. And I don't feel bad that this happened. And I think you are a good cat, Mommy. Aw, that's sweet. Aw. It was great that she's happy in heaven. It's really neat because they go to heaven in many different ways, you know, Some, some, like, people come and get them or like your orange cat could have come right from the beginning or or like one dog was like lifted to heaven in the smell of hamburger (laughs) (laughs) but so it's kind of cute that she chased a ball of string it kind of shows like how that she's still so young and playful (laughs) oh sweet (sighs) and what was also I was just going to say that what's also neat about that, just talking to animals that have passed away, is that 
that she was that she went to heaven and didn't even know she was at heaven first. Like she was just sort of playing, and then that sort of protected her from the whole like drama of like being hid and being found, and you know, like oh my god, what do I do now? And so she didn't have to deal with any of that, which it's not the okay. case for for all of them. Some of them are, you know. Some of them feel pain or some of them are, like watch what's going on and they're on the side of the road watching what's going on. But she that was like oh. hidden from her. So that's really good. Oh, good. That's yeah. That's what I've been worried about. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. And I got a new kitty because our other one got really depressed and I hope she oh. knows I'm not replacing her. I just wanted to help the other kitty out too. Oh. He said, oh, no, you could never replace me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it's good oh. for you, she said. It's good for you. Aw, that's sweet. And that's something, too, is that a lot of people are, like, worried that their animal in heaven is going to be upset. That they got another animal, whether it's so soon or or an animal that looks like the other animal, or and they're not animals aren't really like that. They don't um, they don't necessarily. I mean, I'd say that some of them do, but most most of the time they're not holding a grudge on like they want you to be happy and they want the family unit to be happy and. Um, even if they didn't like other cats or other dogs in life, they don't. They're not going to mind if you get one to to help you heal or to help another animal in the house heal. They're very open that way. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, you do well. Aw, that's so sad. I know. It's so hard to lose an animal. It's so hard to lose one and not be able to fa- not find it and see it yourself. I know. You know, I want that closure wondered. of, like, actually mm-hmm. seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, interesting what you talk about, like, how people wonder if their animal, you know, in heaven thinks about the new animal and, how you know, all that stuff. Because I often think that because, you know, I got Ripley so soon after you know, Ventura passed. Right. Um, but I'm sure he doesn't care. No, but Ventura <laughs> said that he didn't care, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said that before. Yeah. No, I know. I'm sure he doesn't. It's just like, I guess because we got her so soon, I I always wonder, you know. Yeah. Um, especially today Aww. when I went on our hike this morning because it was the me and Ventura hike. Oh. Do you want to ask Ventura? No, it's okay. All right. We'll talk to him later. Maybe we can talk to him at the end when we do our uh, little overview with all the animals. Um, All right. Now we got Karen from our guest from Santa Paula Animal Rescue on the line. Hello. Hey, Karen. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm doing great. So I have to let everybody know here that Karen Klingberg is the guest of our show today, and she is an old friend of mine. And Karen used to own a doggy daycare, right? That's how we met, huh, through your doggy daycare? Yeah, Yeah, it was. And I have to tell this story, if you don't mind. I was thinking today, should I tell this story or not? But I'm going to tell it anyway because I think it's so amazing. So Karen, Karen will do anything for an animal, like anything. She, like, rescues animals. She brings tons of animals into her, dogs into her house, and um, she has, like, an unbelievable eye for, like, seeing temperament of animals, and she's just, like, you, honestly, are one of the most amazing animal people that I know. And Thank you. Um, back when I was a dog trainer and I had my wolf hybrid that was aggressive, I worked with a lot with aggression. And we were at um we we're at this place where there was this this remember this, this Rottweiler that was like hundred and sixty pounds unneutered. Oh remember? Yeah. And he I was do like remember. and he was tied up and he went after another dog and Karen was with me and um now I at the time had very quick reflexes and 
had broken up tons of dog fights. Now, this was such a scary situation because this unneutered ratty was, like, so scary to me that I was like, I am not going in there. And Karen, without even giving in a thought, tackled the Rottweiler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I felt like I was flying. (laughs) Yeah, totally tackled him and saved the other dog pretty much. So that's what Karen will do. She will, like, put her life for another animal, which I think is so amazing. Yeah, well, my life has become animals, almost animalistic. I know, right? So, Karen, tell us, like, in your words, like, a little bit about yourself and, like, and what your new job is. Okay, well, I've I've actually worked in the animal industry in many different, you know, worn many different hats in the industry. I've been a a feed store manager. I owned my own pet daycare and training. I've been a dog groomer. I've worked for several rescues as well as volunteered for many rescues. Um, So it's been an ongoing passion of mine for years and years, and I became uh, unemployed from the Search Dog Foundation uh, in April of 2010 and have been struggling looking for work and, you know, finding a job in in the animal industry is a tough one, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're looking for something that you can survive on. Um, Mm -hmm. But my passion kind of overrides that, and along came through one of my adoptions, actually. I had adopted one of the lifetime care dogs out to a family in Santa Paula, and um, she had contacted me to let me know about this uh, organization that's opening up in Santa Paula called the Santa, Mon- Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center, and it is going to be Ventura County's absolute first true no-kill shelter in the county. Wow. And we are currently working on, on several programs. Um, it's going to be community-based. Absolutely. it's a it, it, We are there to serve the community, let's put it that way. I am the program mm-hmm. director, so we are working on several different programs to promote, of course, you know, spay and neuter, um, keeping people being able to keep their pets. You know, there's so many that are given up in the shelters because they become frustrated with behaviors or this or that and um, just feel that the only place to turn is to drop them off at a shelter and go get another dog that might fit them better. So, we're there for, you know, pet retention, the spay and neuter, absolutely, the vaccination clinics. Um, we're going to work closely with other rescues and within the community for foster and volunteer programs. Um, we're going to be offering training programs as wow. well. Um, and, again, like I said, a community support system for our residents and their pets. Um, we have a lost and found section on our website, which we've just now started getting going, so you know, keep checking in on us as as we move along. We'll get everything updated. Um, right. We'll be posting pictures of lost pets. Um, people of the residents of Santa Paula will no longer have to travel to Camarillo to get their pets if they've been picked up as strays. They'll be taken oh. to our facility. Um, oh. and, go ahead. No, it's just amazing. It sounds like such a great, great place. Well, we have a group of great individuals that are helping us, you know. Um, Holly Grasick with Tiny Loving Canines is is stepped in as the executive director. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Diana Raleigh, uh, a prominent attorney in Simi Valley, of course, which is associated with bcpapa.org, which is the grassroots organization that is rolling to get Ventura County to be a no-kill animal society. Wow. So, I mean, we are going to be the model shelter for Ventura County. And once this thing is up and rolling the way that it needs to be, we are hoping that other counties will jump in, or not counties, other cities will jump in and want to create a no-kill shelter for their city. And eventually it will. It will take over, and Ventura County will be a no-kill society. And that's that's what our goal is. And it's, so, it's through so Karen, education. how many... How many dogs and cats? So, do you have the facility already? How many dogs and cats can you can you hold? We we actually just took over the building. We did a walkthrough of it yesterday. It is a building that has been a, um, pretty much abandoned for about ten to twelve years. Oh. Um, it was an old veterinarian's office, and 
we were able to get two buildings there. Uh, one will be the actual shelter, and then the pet barn is going to be opening up a small retail in front of one of the others. Oh, wow. Um, and what we're looking at is I think they said our capacity was going to be 30 dogs. Um, you know, and, of course, we're always hoping that through our adoption program and our education pro- program that we won't retain 30 dogs very long. We're hoping right. to see these dogs come in and shortly turn around and go back out to a loving family who has been educated and given well, the tools to succeed. So, Karen, are you going to be the one? So are you going to get them from the Camarillo shelter, and are you going to be the one that, that, that picks those dogs? Well, here, what we're looking at right now, because there are still a few loose ends that need to be pulled together tightly, um, our, our opening date for the actual shelter, we'll, we're shooting for June the 1st. Oh, However, yeah. since we have the building, there's a lot of construction and repair and things that have to be done. We have our first work party going on next weekend um, on Sunday, and we're going to do the cleanup. It needs painting, windows. There's a lot of things that need to be done. So in order for us to be up and running in the capacity that we need to be, we need to take that time to make sure that this is, you know, a, a model facility. Right, so but where are you going to get the dogs from? Are you going to get them from Camarillo? Well, from Animal Red, we, we have considered we have considered doing that. It's what we call a soft opening. Uh huh. Uh oh. Did we Karen's lose her? Gone. Where's Karen? Karen. Uh, looks like we lost her for a second. She's here in the queue, but um. Oh, she is. So. Um, so Karen also sent me, well, hopefully we can get her back on. Mm-hmm. She she sent me a picture of Brusco, who is, um, she wrote, I have, um, I have all the dogs I pulled from the hoarding case. I don't know what that hoarding case is, but she's got Brusco as one of them. She says that he's a Boston Terrier Corgi mix. Um, he's a good... And so uh, he, I have a picture of him, and he's absolutely adorable. He has sort of like the Boston Terrier coloring and the corgi long body. Um, and so maybe what we'll ask – oh, no, yeah, here she writes here. This boy is one of 215 dogs confiscated from a hoarder in Kern County. There were many dogs dead when AC arrived and almost all eaten up with mange and ringworm. I loaded some friends up in two vehicles, and we drove to Kern County on Saturday. We pulled nine dogs altogether, and almost every dog we pulled is already spoken for. Such a sweet, accepting, good-natured boy, and actually already, oh, he already has a home. They'll be picking him up next weekend. Mm -hmm. I would be interested in knowing his past as the man as the man that hoarded them was a rescue. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're going to ask um, about about his past and how long maybe he was at the hoarder's mm-hmm. house. Okay. Br- Brusco. Okay. Okay. Karen, are you I'm back? A- I'm here. Okay, oh, you're Karen's here. Back. God, you disappeared I- for a while. Yeah, what happened? Oh, we don't know. So, so, um, so, Karen, I was just, did you hear me? Could you hear what I was saying? No, I I just, I had to call back, so. Oh, okay. So, um, I read what you wrote about Brusco, and so I was just going to talk to Brusco about, um, about his past. And so, tell me this, when you say you want to know about his past, did you want to know about his past at the hoarder or before he got to the hoarder? Well, I would like to know about his life while he was at the hoarder um, because this man put himself out there to be an animal rescue, a 501c3, and he went around to shelters gathering all these animals but um, never neutered or spayed, no no medical. I mean, it it was pretty sad. And when when animal control got there, um, they said the conditions were just horrid and they had to confiscate all the animals. Oh, no. Okay, hold on, Karen, because we've got five minutes, so let me get Bruce go. Hold on. He says he loves life now. I'm excited that I'm going to a home. 
I have the best temperament ever. Is that true? Yeah, he he, he really does. When I met Karen, I was like, "You are my angel." Did you <laughs> did you pick him? I did, I did, and actually, when we went through the the fairgrounds looking at all the dogs, we went we left there and we went to Kern County and wound up going back. I couldn't leave him. I just like I've got to get this dog. Just oh, so kind of you're kidding! Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, Karen, come back for me. I was like, no way you're leaving me. When I was at the hoarder, we ate food. I was only scared when other dogs would fight, but I never fought. He said you got lots of love and kisses, but he didn't see us. It's like he couldn't even see we were there. So it's like um, like he couldn't see, like, the mange, and he couldn't see all the troubled stuff, but he saw, but he loved them. I guess that's like any hoarder, huh? They are like, yeah, they can't. I was sort of like, I'm going to be okay, because I just felt like I would. He took me from a kennel that was really smelly and stinky, so I was glad to get out of there. Yeah, he's already had a bath, too. I gave him a bath first thing. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, he went to the groomer. When I went to the groomer, I got more kisses. <laughs> he did from everybody. He says, I'm so lovable. <laughs> That's so funny. He's so he cute. Is. Oh, my God. He And, you know, people look at him, and you can see Boston Terrier, and you can see Jet and Corgi, or, you know, it could be one of those, those uh, all the, the hounds with the big ears. Anyway, whatever I'm... his mix is, it worked out beautifully for him. <laughs> Karen, you're so great at picking dogs. I hope they have you pick the dogs when you have the shelter. Well, you know, we're not going to be picking any. What's going to happen is, is that when we open our doors in June, you know, they have an animal control officer that as he goes through the city picking up strays or whatever the situation oh. be, they're going to be, he's going to bring them straight to our facility. Oh, wow. So they won't even have to go to Camarillo, which is so wonderful because we will never euthanize for space. You know, that's, right. that's the whole idea behind, you know, the true meaning of no kill, everybody has to understand. Mm-hmm. No kill means that we will never euthanize for space. We will never euthanize for convenience. Hey, Karen, I and I were talking before the show about the Hayden Law, and, like, do you know about that now, that they're, they're, that they're, they're trying to repeal it? Yes, Governor Brown is trying to repeal it, and, yes, I have signed many petitions trying to stop that. Will you, t- will you tell our listeners what that is exactly? Well, and I'm not sure that my understanding is, is going to be 100% correct, but I think oh. the, the nuts and bolts of it are is, is basically the state of California, if, if he's able to repeal that law, will no longer have a mandatory hold on animals when they come into the shelter, which means if they don't have room in that shelter for the dog or the cat, or the bunny, or whatever it may be, they are able to euthanize the animal right away because they don't have the room. Yeah, I read 72 hours, right, I? Yeah, that's correct. And you know what, you can go, I found um, on Facebook, they have a page called Sutter's Friends. So if people want to go on Facebook to Sutter's Friends and check that out, it tells you all about the action alert and how to fight and protect the shelter laws um, by contacting the Assembly and the Senate Budget Committees. So you can go there, and um, I'll post that um, on Laura's page later so people can check that out, too. Uh, and, and what that does is it, also, it just opens the doors for the shelters to continue to kill more because they don't have to hold on to them, in, you know, any longer. So, right. And, and that, that's so sad because what do those people whose pets accidentally got out, which they shouldn't have in the first place, but if they do, 
they go looking for their pet down at the shelter and it's already been euthanized. I know. That is so scary. I can't even think of it. It makes me sick just to think of it. Hey, so Karen, so tell us tell us the website and how people can, can help for Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center. Certainly. Our, our Santa Paula Rescue, Animal Rescue Center's website is www.SantaPaulaARC.org. Uh, we have uh, links on there that you can go to to contact us for uh, volunteering. And, of course, you can always contact me. Um, or, you know, I believe it will have a place there where you can get information about volunteering. But we'd love to see people come out and help with the cleanup on Sunday. Uh, February the 12th. Um, we're telling everybody wear your gloves, some old clothes, and bring your garden tools because we're going to be cleaning up the yard and getting it ready. Okay, and where do they go to do that? Um, we are located at the corner of Santa Barbara Street and 7th Street in Santa Paula. And I believe wow. the number of the building is 705. Okay, so maybe maybe you can email me later and I'll post that on my web page as too. Okay, excellent. Okay, thank great, you so much. Karen. Thanks for calling in. It's so great to talk to you. Well, thank you, and we'll we'll catch up. Okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center is um is truly um should be honored to have you. <laughs> that was Karen at Santa Paula Animal Rescue Center, and again, the website is santapaulaarc.org. That's santapaulaarc.org. And all the information um, that you heard uh, about the show uh, on the show today will be on Laura's website later, which is thepetpsychic.com. You can also add uh, Laura on your Facebook, um, like her page. And also, what is your Twitter? We never talk about your Twitter account. The Pet Psychic. The Pet Psychic is my Twitter. You know what, okay. though? I've reached 5,000 friends on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So I need to get a new, like, a new page. Why? You can only have 5,000 friends? You can only friends? have 5,000 friends. Oh, my gosh. I have other have pages, too. many too, friends. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not too many. I need more. I just need a new page that can get, let me have more. Do you have a page or do you have, um, a f- like, is it a f- page or is it uh, your own account? Well, it's my own account, and then I have pages, too, but the the pages haven't caught on like my personal one has. I so see. You need to push I, the page. So everyone go to Laura's account and then find, which is the page? Well, I'm going to get a have? new page. I think that's just my name, so <laughs> okay. hold on, everybody. But I do have on their Pet Psychic, and there is a Pet Psychic radio page. So, okay. I don't even know about this pet psychic radio page. <laughs> it exists in caps <laughs> and in lower cases. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, let's real quick. Does anyone in your family, animal family, want to say anything about the show today? Uh, Luki, do you, Luca, who's the poodle? Luca, do you want to say anything about the show today? Were you listening? I don't like the fact that that a cat died on the road. Yeah, that make that's why you don't run into the middle of the road, right? Do you understand? But what about when we walk in the morning? We do walk on this road, and he's allowed in the middle of the road. Well, only when you're with mommy, and I say it's okay. What's a ball of string? Oh, honey, I'll tell you later. What else do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> later. We only have 90 seconds. Come on. Yeah, come on, Luke. Say something really wise. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are smart. What else, Luke? I have happiness inside of me that's bigger than your happiness. Honey, I don't think you should be judging your happiness to my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luke. So funny. Luke is so funny. With the ball of string. Like, can I chase that too? <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Well, thank you for everyone listening. And um, thanks for checking out the chat room for all the chat room people. We got Mary Margaritaville, Safe Pet Haven. We got our friend Sean and Boo Boo in there. So thank you all for joining us in there and all the other guests. Uh, check out 
PetPsychic.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.